gotta be kidding, man. Come on. You cheat me, you cheat yourself, all right? Yeah. Straight off. Signal going in and out. Swimming at the house. Live with no doubts. Zen the fuck out. Big dog plays. The payoffs and routes. Laid across the couch. I'm zen the fuck out. Zen the fuck out. Zen the fuck out. Laid across the couch. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, Steve Diddy. A.K.A. Kyrie Curving, A.K.A. Diddy Hendrix, A.K.A. Diddy Quarantino, A.K.A. The One and Only, A.K.A. The Stressed Out King of the South, A.K.A. Hmm, what else I got, man? A.K.A. A.K.A. Russell Flexbrook, excuse me, Russell Stressbrook, um, and a whole bunch of other um, nicknames, uh, A.K.A.'s, agendas, and all of that. And on the hotline, as always, it's my wonderful, gracious co-host. Hey y'all, it's your girl Ali Nicole, aka your favorite little shit talker, aka that bundled up badass. We had to take the braids out, put the sewing back in. You know what I'm saying? I had to switch it up. Um, actually, your girl tried to straighten her hair the other day just to see, like, do a limp check. Girl, why I look like Candace Owens? We'll get back to that. Anyway, aka Scam Newton, aka Stress God 3000, aka that little baby who. Wants to feel like herself again. Calvin, how are you? Do you want the real answer or do you want the politically correct answer? Don't give me the black folks like I'm blessed and highly favored when actually. Like, <laughs> don't give me that. Like, because listen, if if, if 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 niggas would do nothing else, they will come with some with some platitude when you ask how you doing. How you doing, man? You know, I'm just grinding, trying to make it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying just, to get like I'm, you. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a young nigga out here. Like, well, that tells, that tells me that tells me nothing. Mean, it tells, I told, I no one I knows what it means, but it's provocative. So it gets the people I, going. So I so boom. So here's how I am, right? I am. I don't think anyone like people keep asking me how are you, and I and I and I keep getting annoyed because I'm like I don't think anyone yeah. is well. I don't think anyone is doing well right now. You feel me? Like I don't have is anyone really holding up for this shit? Like, like, and I might ramble, but it's my platform, so fuck it. Um, Thursday. Thursday is the last time we will see a sunset after 7 p.m. until March. So, it's the official sign of fall and winter and shit. And we know that comes with seasonal depression. So, Mm -hmm. we're, we're preparing to deal with seasonal depression on top of pandemic depression. On top of regular old depression, that's dangerous. <laughs> you feel me? That's that's a very dangerous cocktail that we're that we're it serving is. up to the people. You you add you add that classism and classism depression. You add that being a black person in America. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. And so I'm not doing a hundred percent. I think I'm trying to recalibrate what a good day is. You feel me? Because mm-hmm. I think I think a good day in 2019 or or a good day to like last year's standards isn't necessarily realistic this year. If that makes sense. Like so I'm trying yes. to recalibrate what is considered a good day. Because if I use because if I use the old standards for what is considered a good day, I haven't had a good day since January. You feel me? But mm-hmm. If, you know, that's like, it's, it's almost like a defeatist way of thinking because it's like, OK, nigga, you still alive. You, you know what I'm saying you're doing this and doing that. Like, 
you, you got some struggles, yeah, it's just, shit's fucked up, but you know what I'm saying, you still, there's things that you can be thankful for. I got called toxic today for being positive. Let me tell you some shit. <laughs> so, 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 one of our homies, one of our homegirls, you know what I'm saying, like, was like, was, was open and just like, okay, today just, you know, doesn't feel like a day that's meant for me to smile. And mind you, this is like at 8.30 in the morning, right? Like, I'm, this is kind of like one of the tweets I woke up to. It's like 8, 9 o'clock. Honestly, I know that feeling. So, me, again, this is someone I consider a friend, a, a good friend, but me also trying to, you know, just trying to do my part to kind of be there for others. I'm like, look, like, don't, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so, like, mm, don't do that. Like, we, we got to speak positivity, happiness into the rest of the day. Like, you can't chalk the day at nine. You know what I mean? Like, if it's five o'clock, okay, chalk the day. Like, you know, the days, but at nine, you already just kind of chalking it. Like, we, we, there's time for it, there's time for us to improve. And then someone came in and was like, nigga, get out of here with that toxic positivity. Let my girl feel how she wants to feel. I'm like, I can't even encourage niggas right. That's, <laughs> and that fucked me up. Like, that zoned me the entire fuck out. And I was like, you know what? Y'all got it today. I'm not, I'm not going to allow y'all to drag me down or whatever hell y'all trying to go to right now. Y'all good. I'm got it. Turned up. Turned off my turned off Twitter. I was like, you know what? I don't need. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna let y'all do this to me today. I'm good. I'm straight. Right. So that's kind of how I'm at. It's like <laughs> this is gonna sound fucked up, but it's like there may be bugs on some of you mugs, but there ain't no bugs on me. No period. Because it's like, look, I'm already going through a lot. I can I can ruin my day by myself. You you, you see what I'm saying? Like I don't need no one else to ruin my day. I am very perfectly capable of doing it on my own so when i'm trying to be positive trying to kind of you know speak life into others and also speak life into myself when someone comes in and tells me i'm being toxic because i'm being positive you know what you have that you have that you hold so that you know what? Calvin, i'll be i'm gonna be out look you know what i'm proud of you and i'm gonna explain to you why right i think that people she started off her day she had it set in her mind that her day was going to be shit I don't wake up and decide I'm going to have a shitty day. I don't think I do decide that. So as a matter of fact, I've actually started checking myself, checking in with myself before I check in with anybody else. And mind you, I lay next to a nigga every night. It's just my nigga. Not, we'll get to that, okay? But because I said that really weird. But anyway, Alex has a boyfriend. I've had a boyfriend for quite some time now. We'll touch on it later, guys. But I think that we you do a self-evaluation like how am I really feeling this morning and there are days where you get out of bed sluggish and you get out of bed and something from the night before may not have set right with you and it's carried over or you know what I'm saying you just sometimes just don't wake up feeling the greatest and that's normal that's human shit what's absolutely inexcusable and intolerable is making that somebody else's problem and People assume that just because you tweeted, it doesn't, you weren't asking for feedback. You just wanted to get something off your chest. But that is still a public platform that you made your bad mood public, up for public cons- consumption the moment that you tweeted about it or did an IG feed about it or wrote a story. Anytime you put anything out to the public, you, you give it to us for consumption and interaction. And if you didn't want interaction, you could have kept it to yourself. Just like you niggas who who record yourselves crying, which again, and then tell people to respect your privacy, like yeah, nigga, yeah, like you know what I mean? Because again, I will, I I have no problems respecting niggas' business. I have no issues. 
But when you but make also, your business my business, how can you be upset about me inquiring about what the fuck is up when you made it public knowledge? Especially if I consider you a friend. There's a way to say, okay, I need some space right now by literally just creating space. The, if you don't, I, I really do feel like people, you may not want the world to know your problems, but you definitely want attention for having problems. And, and let me, and let, me let me clarify. Let me clarify because because the the person who I was responding to, you know, was like, you know what, you're right. Let me let me let me let me check myself. It was another person who kind of came in was like, don't tell my good sis how to feel. Like, yeah, get out of here with your toxic positivity. And I was like, I'm not toxic positivity. I'm not doing this. And, and here's the thing: I know what toxic positivity is. I know what it is because. It was one of those. No, I know exactly what it is. That wasn't it. You feel me? And it's like, fam, like, that, I was like, instead of trying to defend myself or trying to, like, I'm like, you know what? You got it. I'm, you got it. What? You win. Cause I'm not going to allow, I'm not going to let y'all drag me down into whatever hellhole y'all want to be in the day. back and forth with you, nigga. And so I was like, you know, and, and it'll it fuck with me. Cause it was like, again, this is, this is, this person is a person whose opinions I respect, even when we disagree. So it's not like I don't, don't disagree. I don't respect your opinions i just don't agree with that and instead of me going back and forth with you cool you got that i'm gonna get off the app because clearly y'all niggas on some other shit today and i want no parts you know what and i want to tell you why that was mature right because i know calvin you like the debate you're a capricorn and a lot of the uh, the one of the biggest things two things about capricorns i've never met a capricorn who was not in a motherfucking bag and I never met a Capricorn who did not need a why. Y'all need to know why. Y'all need to get to the bottom of shit. Just because, like, it doesn't sit well with you letting things just be what they are. Y'all niggas need to make sure that one plus one always equals two. This time, Shorty said something to you and her one plus one equaled like 8,000. And instead of you engaging in what's clearly bullshit, you were just like, have a day. Whatever your day is going to be, you can have that. And I'm very proud of that. Because you didn't engage her. Now, I've seen you get into some shit on Twitter where I'm just like, Calvin, that's so good, Calvin. But sometimes you need to get your rocks off. And I, I agree with that. Sometimes self-care is cussing somebody the fuck out. I'm a firm believer in Excuse me. A firm believer in that shit. But I'm glad that you chose to, to remain positive because you were not talking to Shorty. You know what I'm saying? You, you're, you're, what you wanted to say was not for her. It was for your friend and making sure that she understood that a bad moment isn't a bad day. And I'm glad that you kept you kept focused to what the actual goal of the conversation was. Yeah. Which brings yeah, me to yeah, that's all. Was, well, my bad friend. I didn't want to. No, you it, that's pretty much the end. That's all of it. I was just like, you know what? Because again, like, it, and it zoned me out, fam. He, 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 I believe in divine timing, right? I believe that sometimes, right, your your God or your ancestor, depending on who you believe in, will put some shit in you or around you right when you need it. And right. so that shit, so that shit fucked with me. I was like, oh, this is some bullshit. Like work was bullshit. I'm like, this, it was fucking with me. Bam, I forgot I scheduled a therapy appointment today. And like, I got the notification from my calendar. Like, nigga, you got a therapy appointment in an hour. I was like, oh my God. Like I could actually just talk through this shit. Like with a licensed professional instead of like, you know what I'm saying? Tucking it. Right. Nigga, how the, how did I know that I was going to need this today? <laughs> Like just again. <laughs> Listen, divine timing. Sometimes you'll be looking out for you in ways that you you know your future self is gonna thank you. So like that's I'm I'm proud of you, Calvin. It sounds like. How, first of all, how did your therapy session go? 
Um, I mean, we, we, I mean, it's a it's a dude. So we was talking about a lot. Just you know, I was kind of venting, and I, like honestly, and I and I, I think I even apologized to dude. I was like, man, I know I'm rambling, but I'm paying for this time, so you'll be all right. You know what I mean? I'm paying I'm paying you for this, and like you're my therapist, so. I'm just kind of just just venting on a lot of it, and he's kind of you know get, he's an active listener, giving me kind of feedback back on like some of the things. So we talked about that. We talked about you know what I'm saying we talked about just you know all types of sh- all types of, all types of shit, and like just just right. it was it was able to kind of just be able to talk talk through it and talk from it, and just be like you know what I mean just kind of kind of ha- kind of have someone help me equal one plus one equal two. You know what I mean? Because, again, because a lot of this right. shit in 2020 is not equal in two. It's, like, equal in 50. And I'm like, again, my, my, my nature listen. my nature is like, hold on, nigga, that, the math ain't mathing on this. And whenever the math don't math, I get frustrated. Because, again, right. to, to me, everything could make sense if we wanted to. And we're just choosing to not do it like that. And I have to kind of remove myself from that thought process because some shit just isn't destined to make sense. You know what I mean? You. Like right. to me, and because here's the thing, and we'll talk about it a little bit later when we, when we possibly touch on the social dilemma uh, documentary I just watched. But it's like we are all. You know what? Can we save that for next week? Because I wanted to watch it too. Yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. We can, yeah, we'll you know save what I'm saying? it for but, next week. I will because, watch it tonight, so I, I'm ready. So because we all no, I'll watch it for real this time. Not like I do Queen and Slim, y'all. Like I'm gonna watch it for real this time. We will check in next week to see if she, if she actually watched it, <laughs> baby, 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 baby. You are about <laughs> oh for four on things that you needed to watch that you haven't watched. You're not wrong, y'all. You're oh for four, y'all. I'm gonna watch this one, bro. I swear <laughs> like, to God. As a matter of fact, we gonna put Queen and Slim is on HBO now, fam. It's on HBO. It's on HBO Max, <laughs> and you still haven't watched it. Bro, kiss my ass. <laughs> it's on a streaming service that you have. I know you have it because I use your account. <laughs> it is not. All right, Calvin. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but back to my point is, you know what I'm saying? We, we are in social media is like a silo because you, you generally follow or you're generally friends with or you're generally interact people interact with people who think like you so therefore you get kind of, it's, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a vicious cycle of you thinking of some sort of way and then you see other people in your in your social media feed thinking the same way and so you don't understand how anyone else can think besides your way you feel me and that's how niggas get fucked up because because you think everyone in the world thinks like you because your little 1000 people on your facebook or on your twitter generally agree with you that's not how the real world works. And so I kind of had to remove myself. Like, I try to, even though it's painful sometimes, I try to, like, look at people who I know don't agree with me on shit. Whether it's Republicans, super woke feminists, white people. Just because I need to understand the other side to, because I need to make sure I'm still right. Not right as in, like, right, right or wrong, but I'm still, ha- I, like, my opinion is based on something I can, I can hold something substantial something substantiated because sometimes you get in this you get in this like little echo chamber where everyone where ain't no one telling you your shit stink and you just think everything you say is a fucking pot of gold it's like no nigga there's people who think diametrically opposed to you and also have their 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 you know data and their facts and their shit behind it that directly challenges your point what you gonna do right 
But yeah, that's the I end of that. That's the end of that for me. So as far as that. Let's play catch up with me, shall we? Yeah, we, um, we got a lot to talk about, don't we? We do. And I'm trying to figure out a way to verbalize this. Um, because, you know, words have been difficult for me lately. I've kind of gone radio silent. Um, A, because I can't afford my therapist right now, <laughs> which is irritating because I had kiddo's birthday. I had to get him back to school in the same breath. August typically takes me out the paint. September, I spend kind of recovering from that. And I don't really make up for shit until like really October just because I'm finally getting back right. Because bills don't stop just because your baby got a birthday. I ain't know if y'all knew that, but whatever. Um, and of course, because of the pandemic and being laid off multiple times during this pandemic, like I've literally gotten a job, got laid off from it and had to find another job. <laughs> so um, it's just been just trying to literally, I feel like I'm skipping rocks at the moment and I'm staying above water, but I sink a little bit every time. And then I, I, I catch myself. And that in itself gets exhausting. Um, on top of constantly grieving something, it's exhausting. Constantly. I feel like 2020 for your girl has been one big ass ball of trauma. And the moment I'm, I'm finding myself recovering from something, I'm, I'm, I'm thrown right back into the throes of something else. And it's, it's, it's weighing on me. So instead of venting or, like I said, making my feelings of what I'm going through up for public consumption, because that's what happens when you open your mouth. Um, I just kind of retreated. And it's not, for me, it's not unhealthy. Um, for me, it's a check-in. And it just made me, and in my check-in with me, using the tactics that I have learned from therapy, it's just come to accepting the fact that I'm just not okay. And it's not in a, and it's not in a, a uh, performative way. As we say, it's not okay to, it's okay to not be okay. It's genuinely being real with the fact that I'm not okay. Um, so I, we know that, you know, Bottle Girl Alley is always on deck, like the back porch. And I, I serve brunch this Sunday, like, you know, I typically do. It's a great time, right? And that's as honestly as social, uh, as outside as I've been since, you know, since honestly months now since brunch reopened that's the only really big social thing that i do and it's, it's, i keep burping, it's work but it's, it's work, work for yeah. me it's a good time but it's still work right um but just because of how like exhausting the past couple weeks have been i decided that i was gonna go to gala park and grab a grab meet up with a homegirl and grab a quick drink because i had to pick up my boyfriend from the airport and gala park's on the banks Airport is 15 minutes away. You know what I'm saying? And it's one of those things where if I would have went home, I would have went to sleep. So and he'd, been, and he'd have been mad as fuck. He'd have been mad as fuck because I've been fuck, there. Because I was tired. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where if I'm out, it's only an hour. Yeah, I found out because, all right, how my Sunday went was I left brunch, left, got off from brunch mm -hmm. around six. I had to go take my dog home and drop off my son to my parents. Um, and then I'm thinking I got to rush after doing that. I got to rush right back downtown. So the boyfriend says that there's a layover or whatever. Um, so he's taking a later flight. So I have a little bit more time. I'm like, okay, if I go home, I'm going to go to sleep cause I'm tired. So I decided to grab a quick drink with the girls real quick. All right. When I tell you a quick drink, Calvin, like I literally walked in, I ordered two shots and I sat my ass down. I had two shots in a slushy and I sat down. Like I was just just vibing. I, of course, I ran into people that I know because that's Cincinnati. 
you don't really meet a stranger in the club in Cincinnati. Like if you're as social as you and I are. So it's not, un- it's not unusual for me to go out by myself because I'm linking up with people there. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's been my experience a lot. And I think even, and even as a man, it's even easier, right? Because we, we, we know the precautions that women have to take in order to be safe. For, that right. I don't necessarily and have to I take. typically never, and because I always end up linking up with somebody there, somebody's always there to walk me to my car. I know all the security guards. Like, I'm okay. You know what I mean? I've, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. And I'm also uber careful. You know what I'm saying? So I'm chilling. I'm literally having a good time. I finish up my drink and it's about time for me to go get back. And I, um, I leave. I pick him up from the airport and I black out. Um, we get home. We do make it home from the airport. And I'm thinking I'm just not feeling, I don't feel good. And I'm recanting my night. And I'm like, no, I really only had two drinks. Like, I really, really only had two drinks. I didn't even really finish my slushie. Like, because I was, we, I was leaving. I was leaving. Right. Um, I end up passing out. I wake up in University Hospital. And I had to get my, a toxicology report. Came back and said that I had the equivalent to two mollies in my system. On top of alcohol poisoning. On top of so alcohol poisoning? while I was at Gallup, on top of alcohol poisoning. So while I was at Gallup Park, I, somebody split my I, I woke up in the hospital. The first thing that I noticed when I woke up in the hospital, I didn't wake me up. My mama did. I don't remember the ambulance being called. I don't remember the ride to the hospital. I don't remember. I remember throwing up. I remember the last thing I remember before I ended up in the hospital was being in my bed. I was in bed and I remember throwing up and passing out. I don't remember much. Um, Because I said I wasn't going to cry. And... I read my toxicology report. I read they because of course they run every they take your blood. They run everything. Um, for eth- your ethanol levels, normal ethanol levels, like of normal, like legal limit of drinking is a point six, right? You blow a point six. And when they do a blood sample, it's somewhere between one and ten or ten point five or something like that. That's like normal levels. I was at a hundred and sixteen. Um, needless to say, I almost died. And I thank God that, A, I was not alone. Huge shout out to Matt. Huge shout out to Tony, my neighbor, for just being on their shit and making sure that there's an Alex to come back to. Um, even though it's one of those things for me where it's like, it isn't my fault. It has been something that happened to me. I'm accountable for me. I'm accountable for my actions. I'm accountable for being in places and showing up and, and, and being well aware of my surroundings and the this, that's and the thirds and everything that I'm where that me and you have preached on this here platform and things that we've been preached to about just being careful, being careful, being careful. And 
And it made me feel like, well, how, what, what, how careful, how much more careful could I have been? We know the procedures. You don't put your drink down. You finish your shots at the bar. You, you know what I'm saying? You, you watch who you're with. You let, at least if you're going out by yourself, at least let somebody know you're out. I did, I, I dotted all my I's across all my T's and I still got hurt. Which has been indicative for me in this season of my life. I dotted all my I's, I crossed all my T's and Alexandria still got fucking hurt. And when you think about the common denominator is me. The, my common denominator in these instances is me. So yeah, bad shit does happen to good people, but at some point you have to stop and say, okay, what kind of lifestyle am I living that keeps lending myself to bad shit? So it's just been that type of time I've been on. Um, and of course, just even before Sunday, like, there have been certain personal instances. I don't want to get too deep into detail about that have triggered my depression. And there have been some hard stops in my life that are just making me reevaluate what's important, like what truly, truly matters to me, what truly, truly needs my attention. What, what do I need out of this life? And am I living that? Do I want that? And, and if I do want that, how am I prepared to go get it? And that's where my focus has been. Calvin, needless to say, I'm scared. I'm scared. I feel disappointed in myself and also extremely violated. And I don't like, I don't like that because those things are not the reflection of the woman that I know I, and that y'all know and love. And I'm just taking a lot of time to get back to that girl. Because this woman in front of me, I don't like her. I don't like her at all. So that's, that's really what's been on my plate. Just keeping my head low and, and getting back to the things that make me feel like me. Make, me. make me feel like the best me, the better me. And, and, and sometimes that just requires a lot of distance. Right, right. Um, oh, man. Um, What's triggering is that around this time last year, we just buried a friend behind the same shit. That, yeah, that was I'm, kind I'm of not. that was that was kind of my my first my first thought about this is um, literally, um, I think it, it, it'll, it'll be a year next month. I want to say we buried Nini. It's been a year. It's going uh, on a year. It, it it will be a year because she died. We bar- she brought, died two weeks before homecoming. And we and we we went to her service be- the, the Saturday of homecoming. I remember that very vividly. Yeah, we went to her service Saturday of homecoming. So we are coming up on a year of of not having Nini under the same circumstances that I just got out of the hospital of, and and she wasn't doing anything different than I just did. Yeah, it, yeah, and, and, yeah. She wasn't doing, she literally was minding her fucking business and being a 20-something-year-old girl out and enjoying herself like she has every right to do. So, and of course, like, my parents are petrified. 
My dad literally asked me to move home today. Because he's scared. Because my mom, I'm, I'm glad, my mom, my dad doesn't handle fear very well. And with my dad, fear for him is things when, fear for my dad, the, my dad's biggest fear is his children being in positions that he can't save them. Or he can't step in and intercede in their pain or, or their disappointments or their hurt. That's my dad's fear. My dad has no other things that, that get to his heart, like his kids being hurt. And he can't do anything about it. That's my dad. And so instead of just saying, daughter, this hurt me, or dad, daughter, I'm scared for you, it translates into anger. So he's like yelling and screaming because like, that's dad. He's just frustrated. He's, fuss he's fussing at me. And it's like, I have to eat that because I understand what's, what the root of it is. And I've just noticed that that my dad's not the only person in my life that processes hurt like that or fear like that. We got some members of our friend group that process fear like that in the same way. I disagree with you on one aspect of it, right? Um, and again, I, I, I cut you off for, for a purpose. We, you said you had to eat that. You don't. You feel me? Because again, I know that's your pops. Pops is pops. Is pops. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a and there's a certain thing you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I get it, whatever, whatever. But you, I'm trying to phrase this. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, if if the way he processes fear negatively impacts you, you have every right to 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 speak on that and to let and to let him know that. Is, is it easier said than done? Of course. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not stupid. I'm, just, I'm not saying, like, go in there and, like, you know, I get it. Also, because I'm, I've, I've met your pops, I, I, have a, I know who he is. But you, we teach people how to treat us all the time. Even in our silence. Right. right? Even in our silence, we teach people how to treat us. Because they, if, if, if someone, you know what I'm saying, if someone kind of wilds out and then you just like, I'm going to tuck it then subconsciously it's like, oh, this hasn't offended them, even if it has. So, especially in a moment where you are in, an un, in, in no uncertain terms uh, a survivor here, right? I don't want to use the word victim, a survivor. Like, you survived this. You have every right to, to, to then make it be known how you choose to be handled in this scenario. Because this is the good intentions are good intentions, but you there are still intentions and, and actions are actions. So I can have all the good intentions in the world, but if I still offend you or if I still you know make you feel like not welcome, I still got I still I have to own that, even if my intentions were good. Right. You know what I mean? Like the 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 path to hell is paved with good intentions. The actions are what matter. So you don't have to just suck it up because you understand where you're coming from. Or and and that's your pops because you know that that is negatively impacting you. And I'm not, I'm not again I'm not holier than that. I'm not some motherfucker who just knows all the answers and shit. But again, we have we teach people how to treat us every single day with the things we choose to speak right. out on and things we choose not to speak out on. And with someone who loves you the way he does, 
sometimes you gotta let them know like this ain't the time for you to for you to yell at me about how I need to be careful this and third. Secondly, I hate that I hate that it feels like we're this is you know what I'm saying? Like I don't like the having to talk about certain things more than once. Because because it just it doesn't it doesn't sit right with me. And it is extremely easy. I saw a video like maybe not even a month ago of this woman showing how easy it was to slip something in somebody's drink with not knowing it. Just like she did like five different examples and I didn't even peep, I didn't even pick up on it until like the third example that she was like slipping something into a drink. And so it's, it's hard to defend yourself from that, right? You can do everything you can. You can you can all the precautions and this is this is this is about a lot of this shit. You can do all the precautions you can. It's still hard to defend yourself from certain things. And. And obviously we, we obviously preach. You know, taking care of yourself as much as you can, like, you know, minimizing risk, but there's obviously there's always going to be still risk involved because you can only control your actions. You can't control the actions of others. And there are, some, and there are people in this world. Who, 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 who intentionally are trying to harm other people. And that is... What hurts me... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Calvin. And that's a, it's, think, it's an unfortunate thing that we have to kind of... You know what I'm saying? Like, you, that, this shouldn't be a reality we accept, but it's like, you can, there's always I, going to be fucked up individuals in this world. And it's hard to defend yourself from every single one of them. What's funny, and I, it's not funny, but <laughs> I do have one vivid memory from Sunday, something vivid. And I don't know why this in particular sits with me, but I'm definitely going to get back to my therapist and like process this. But like, I was laying on my side and the room was obviously like, I remember my curtains because if you've been in my house, you know that like the double doors to my bedroom, they open up. And, like, I can see my living room from my bedroom, which is dope, right? And I'm laying there, and on my fireplace mantle, I have my, my family pictures are there. And I have several pictures of Braylon um, sitting on my mantle. And, uh, oh, shit, I'm, I said I wasn't going to cry. I said I wasn't going to do it. I, I said we should probably start a drinking game of how many times Alex cries. Um, Okay. So your girl's been battling suicide. Your girl's been very suicidal for very a very long time now, if I'm being completely honest. And the past couple weeks have kind of just those feelings have been overwhelming. Um I've just been extremely triggered with having to deal with a lot of trauma in a, a very short amount of time. It's just been a lot. And because I don't necessarily always have the right word to express myself or get things off my chest the way that I should, I'm very, sometimes feel very misunderstood. And, and a lot of it is my fault because words fail me verbally. I'm an amazing writer, but sometimes words just don't come to. They just don't find their way. 
I know what I'm thinking, but saying what I'm thinking all the time isn't productive, which is why there's a really a friendship of mine that I, I'm going to irreparably damage because I don't have words to explain to this friend that they hurt. I don't have words to explain to my family that I'm not over my sexual assault from February because I've, I've not been made whole from that and there's nothing I can do about it. I'm not over the isolation that I felt because I had, I had to isolate because of having COVID and not still feeling 100% back to normal because of that shit. So it's almost like deducting an account, deducting more from an account than you're putting back into. You're still depleting yourself. And the little bit that you're putting back in is you're not putting in fast enough to account for the deductions that are being made. And if you count those coins and if you use that analogy and apply it to just mental health, I'm just not okay. So Sunday, I'm, I'm going through this episode and I'm laying on my side and I am looking at my mantle because I'm trying to stay awake because I feel myself fading. And every time I go to blink my eyes, they get, it gets harder to open. They get hard. Like, it's almost like fighting sleep in church. You are tired as shit. And every time you go to blink, them eyes get heavy. Or if you ever stared at a computer screen too long and your eyes start to get weak and you have to just close them for a second, but you never open them back up. That's how I felt. And so I'm like, if I close my eyes, I'm not going to be able to open And I don't want this to be my last moment on earth. I don't want this. And so you start fighting. And so, um, goodness gracious, Calvin, I said I wasn't going to cry. But so there's a school picture of kiddo on my mantle. And I just studied that. And I studied his nose. I studied his eyes. I studied that picture so long, I can count the pixels that created that image. I studied his locks. I studied his cheeks and his dimples. I studied that picture because my 11-year-old needs his mom. Even if I don't feel like I need me anymore, I can't have, I can't. I don't want somebody's explanation of what happened to Alex to be that. I don't want somebody's explanation of what happened to me to be I gave up all my life. Or I got so, so down that I couldn't pull myself up from somewhere. And then my baby boy has to realize that his mom died for a very un, for very preventable reasons. How can I sit here and explain to my son that there's always something worth fighting for if I don't fight? How can I preach to my son about what his worth is if I don't even see that shit in myself? I would become a liar and a hypocrite and permanently damage my son's ability to trust anything because if he can't take what comes out of his mama's mouth to the bank, he, who, who can he trust? And it sounds very, very cliche, but in that moment, I just, and I think like 
after I realized that I was going, like, in my head and in my brain, after I made the decision I was going to fight, I officially passed out. Like, I can't tell you. I just say all that to say because I don't, I don't want to spend this episode crying. They have, the people haven't gotten the episode out of us in two weeks, Calvin. I don't want to spend it crying. But I just want y'all to know that, like, I don't know what okay looks like for me, but I will tell y'all that I will be okay. And that y'all continue prayers and support. I feel it and I need it now more than ever. So I just take care of yourself for real, for real. All right, Calvin, I'm done being a little bitch. <laughs> ma'am, ma- ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. First and foremost, give me, give me some time to process all of that information. Because I'm finding this out the same time everyone else is. So give me a little bit, okay? Whew. Secondly, I would be doing a disservice to you if I didn't tell you on wax in front of however many people who listened to this episode that that you are still needed and that you are still important and that you may think that you are not needed, that you're not important. Um, and maybe maybe I need to do a better job of, of, of showing that to you, right? Maybe, maybe that. I don't want you to take this. No, 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 no. It's not even about you. It is. It's not about me. It's not about. It's not about me. It's not. It's not about me at all. This is about how we, I, interact with you. It's not about me. I'm not selfish enough to make this about me. But I do think that having someone to fight for is obviously very much an important part of life. Even if that someone isn't you, if that makes sense, right? You know, because there's various times that the only only reason I'm still here is because like, is is similar to similar to what you what you discussed with kiddo is how can I, how can I, how can I let somebody break this news to my mama? You know what I mean? Like, like, damn, bro, you really gonna leave your mom out here like that? Like, really, my nigga? Like, you gonna, you gonna make her bury your own, her own, chi- her only chi- biological child? Selfish bastard. You know what I mean? Just like, and so I understand the importance in having someone to live for, even if that someone isn't yourself. And I do think that is important. Because we as a people, we are social people. That's part of the reason this pandemic is sucking with us a lot. It's because we are social people by nature. We need connection. We need that type of that type of energy. And so having those people in your life that you know that like I'm willing to do whatever for are very much important. Um third, I think I think what I was I think one thing I mentioned with my therapist, right? And it's not it's similar to what you were talking about, but it's, it's, it's not in as a level, like, severe, if that makes sense. 
Because, like, yeah. individ- individually, because I was talking, I was like, individually, all the shit I'm dealing with is very manageable individually. Like, the individual shit that annoys me, that frustrates me, that upsets me, separated it all. Very easy shit to deal with. But when they stack upon each other, then it becomes an issue. And I think, I, it sounds like, and obviously, correct me, that's similar to what you were going through. Like, each in the individually you could have how you took it on the chin individual issues right but when they stack upon each other in 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 in, in such a manner then it becomes a lot harder to deal with it's a multiplier it's a multiplier and we 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 fed this you know i'm saying when when chad proposed passed just about just you don't know what other people are going through and I think a lot of times, us as black folks, we try our hardest to put on a face, to put on a good face, to put on a good show, to put on a good effort. Because you know what I'm saying? Because again, we don't want to make we don't want to make our issues other people's issues. But also, that shows that like you, you because you don't know what a motherfucker's going through. When in doubt, choose kindness. You feel me? Me and you, me and you, we've had countless discussions on and off wax about all of this shit, right? Honestly, I feel, you know, I, I, I peeped you was going radio silent, but I thought it was for me. And I was like, you know, Alex will talk to me when she's ready, right? It was like, you know, I ain't gonna bother Alex. Alex talks to me when she's ready. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, you know, because we have those times where we're like, oh, I'm tired of talking to this lady right now. You know what I'm saying? We said, you know, we talk to each other every right. week for hours. As as our, as part of our platform, so there's times where you're like, you know what? Right. Oh, it's all it's like I I just assumed as there are times where me and Calvin only saw each other at the studio, like we just needed. But that's because I understand as as Calvin, Calvin as your friend, I understand that Calvin, you're huge about space. You're our only child who was raised by somebody who also loved space. So like up under you, Nick. Like you're not Man, beloved, it, it can't even get up under me. Most, feels like multiple times in a week. Like we spent five days together one time, and we was like, "How do you feel? Like, how do you feel?" I'm like, "This feels weird." <laughs> like I've seen you five straight days. Feels weird. Um, and so just like, understanding all that. And I think, I think, the, I think the main <laughs> point is, um, for you, I think, I think honestly. I'm not saying you were moving too fast as in being fast, but I think you were trying to rush the process of grieving with everything that you've gone through. And some stuff that we that we've talked about on WAP, some stuff we haven't. But I think what you were trying to do was to rush the process of getting over it. Because you felt like you needed to rush the process because there's shit to do. And that's not healthy. And I, and, I, and I think you're starting to see that. Because it's similar to how when, we, when you tell kiddo to clean up his room and he just put all the shit in the closet or under the bed. Yeah, the room looked clean, but all that shit's still there. And eventually yeah. that shit will, either, will, will, will come back and it will be even a bigger mess than it was initially. Because you didn't take the time to actually clean up. I think you were doing the same thing. Right. 
I think that's a gr- perfect analogy, especially seeing as though that nigga really actually left. Like, there's an actual two soda cans and a whole empty ass bag of chips underneath his bed. And Lord knows, I, 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 I too so was a was an 11, 12 year old but, boy. I know exactly but, how that nigga cleans up because I used to clean up like that. You know, when I asked kiddo to clean his room the other day, I said, kiddo, before we leave the house, you need to make sure your room is clean. He said, are you going to do the same, That's mom? Spicy and I ass nigga, almost cussed I, Listen, I ain't never... I, <laughs> listen, I ain't never, I never in the history of niggadom have ever said oh. that to my mama because I wouldn't be here. Are you going to do the same, mom? And my mama's a mess too, but I never... And I noticed it, but I ain't say it. She said it. And I was just like, I ain't saying it because I like living. Any, but you know what I'm saying? But... <laughs> Yeah, nah, he be, that he smart be ass. wild. If y'all know he, he a Leo smart ass. Conversations me and him have. He's a, and I can't get too mad because I he gets it honest. So it's like, should I whoop his ass or whoop mine first? Like, what, what, like, I can't be too, too mad. Like, I can't. But one thing that I will say is like, A, you're right. There are parts of me that just don't like sitting in my own shit or my own pain because it's like if I sit there, it's almost like when you sit in your own shit, you stop smelling, right? But for me, part of life moving on mentally is also physically moving on, like getting the fuck up and keeping it pushing. I've never been taught how to allow myself to feel things. And as my, and which, which is funny as fuck, feel things in their entirety. Because I'm a crybaby. I will tell you, I'm a huge crybaby. That's how I process a lot of emotions is through my tears. Like, I could be happy as fuck. You give me some great-ass news, I'm crying. You give me some fucked-up news, I'm going to cry. You piss me off, I'm probably going to cry. I'm going to beat your ass, but I'm also going to cry. It's like, I'm, I, that's just how I process things. And I've always said, okay, I'm going to give myself to not spend too much time on pain to hinder progress. I've always told myself, okay, I'm going to give me 24 hours to feel whatever I feel. Feel what I, whatever my feelings are, feel it, take it all in, hug it, cry it, fuck it, smoke it, whatever I need to do. And then the next day you come up with a plan. And that's cool and all until you're talking about things like I was raped. That's not a 24 hour grieving process. Or we're talking about, um, the fact that I was dosed on Sunday. That's not a 24-hour grieving process. That's not 24 hours. I'm not dealing with a cut, like, falling down and, and busting my ass somewhere. I'm dealing with emotional trauma. Yeah. And because I don't want to be in pain, I'm not allowing myself to just be in pain and, and get over it. And it's manifesting itself in ways that I just lost control of I mean I hate one I hate one I hate when beloved is right. Like I hate when I hate when beloved is right. Because it's like how dare you be right and call me out on my shit. The nerve of you. Um and and so some and so she she's told me the same thing because you know we had a conversation about like you know what I'm saying just because that's your partner doesn't mean you can just dump on them with you know impunity impunity, right? You know what I'm saying? That's not fair. And so I took that as oh so you don't you don't want me to talk. Alright, I ain't gonna talk. I ain't gonna say shit. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, look, I I learned my lesson. I'm a, if I'm gonna be a dumbass and make mistakes, I'm gonna at least make different mistakes. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna make the same mistake. You know, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna yeah, like, like, I'm gonna get some shit. variety. 
So she would she would ask me like, "How are you? What's wrong?" I'm like, "I'm good. I'm straight. I'm fine. I'm good." And she's like, "Calvin." I was like, "What? I'm great. I'm, don't worry about it. It's, I'm I'm good." Or, or or it's my burden. Like I take it. She was like, "Nigga, that's not what I meant." And so it just you know, there's, there's that twenty four hour rule is good, but you also for every rule there's an exception. And all good rules have exceptions and are able to be applied in, 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 in ways. You know what I mean? So it's like certain shit is like, did you and your homegirl, you know, beefed out over, over brunch? You know what I mean? That's a 24-hour rule type shit. You know what I mean? Or like, did, did somebody cut you off when you was driving? 24-hour type right. shit. You had a bad day at work. 24-hour type shit. Other shit ain't 24-hour shit. And right. it's not healthy to assume everything is 24 hour right. shit. But you know this. I'm, I'm speaking to the choir here. So, so, so it's just like, you can't. Another thing that Beloved said, again, I hate what she writes, is like, some shit is band aid shit. Some shit needs stitches. And, some, and if you try to put a band aid over something that needs stitches, all you're going to do is end up infecting the wound and fucking yourself up more. We've been putting a lot of band aids on shit. That needs stitches. Also, me, you, the world, all of us. Been, we've been we've been doing a lot of band aid shit on shit that we needed to go get some stitches for. And yeah, it, it, it stops the bleeding a little bit, but it it doesn't fix the fact that you got. You know, what I mean? it doesn't fix the injury. It just and eventually you're going to need them stitches any goddamn way. But now you're just prolonging right. the shit and making it more complicated. Get the stitches. I just really feel like, and you're right, go get you some fucking stitches. And when we're talking about emotional scars, we need therapists. <laughs> like, you got to, there's certain shit you cannot, like, just, you can't fuck it away. Like, Cranes in the Sky is a very great song about digesting trauma and really, really sitting in your shit and just, and, and, and healing in, in ways that are actual healing. Solange told us she tried. She did drugs. Sex, she, she, smoked, she got high. She, partied, she did everything she needed to do. She did drugs. So, you know what I'm saying? Solange told us out of her mouth, the only way to heal through pain is to actually do the things it takes to heal. I have to realize there's some shit I'm mad as fuck about. I am mad as fuck about. There's some shit I'm disappointed about, hurt about. There's some things I'm extremely excited and happy about that. I need to start celebrating and not, and it's not just finding the silver lining and the shit cloud of shit that 2020 has been, but it's about really embracing the fact that there have been some wins in my life. There have also been some losses and I need to really, really start giving myself a lot more grace. And I'm just not, I can't, I, 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 I I'm having trouble giving myself grace. So, so I think, and we'll, we'll wrap it up because again, this is this has been deep. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, but I think oftentimes for you, I think you need to feel it through first before you share it. And mm-hmm. again, there's an, healing is not a race, or it's not it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And so sometimes I think that you haven't fully processed it 
And then you tell us without having to fully process it yourself. And so then us are is trying to process what you haven't fully processed. It's, it's a lot. And so then when we don't process it, or process it the right way, find the r- right way, whatever the case may be, if it, it, it starts that vicious cycle again. I think because, again, we just talked about not bringing everybody in our business, right. you know what I'm saying, especially when we sad. I think, I think a lot of it is taking time to process it yourself you know, first before you, before you ask anyone else to process it with you. Because that way, when you finally are ready to talk about it, it could be a day, it could be a year, it could be whatever time frame works for you. Now you're giving the people that you have deemed worthy of helping you through this the full story and not, you know what I'm saying? There's a difference between a breaking news update right. tweet and then, and then a full-ass article. There's a difference between a headline and an article. The headline will say some shit that the article don't even mean for right. real, for real. That's the type of shit we're talking about. You can't give us, sometimes we give it, we just, we just focus on getting it out, get out the headline. And then we don't ever get out the article. And then when niggas are reacting to the, head, to the headline instead of the article, we feel some type of way because it's like, whoa, 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 what, what the fuck? Take time. Again, it's not a race. Right. You, can't, you can't cheat this process. You can't cheat this process of, 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 of self-healing and self-actualization and sitting in your own shit and like getting the stitches. You can't cheat this process because eventually that that chicken comes home to roost ten times out of ten, and I don't want mm-hmm. that chicken to come home to roost, and I lose I lose one of my best friends for it. I I don't want that. You don't want that. None of us want that. Let take take all the time you need to do what you need to do to become the best version of who you are. I appreciate that, Calvin. I love you too. And I, I am doing a better job of taking care of myself. Um, the boyfriend has been nothing but understanding and supportive and patient. Say patient, because we know that I'm, when I'm not the best Alex, the best version of myself, I can be very, very difficult to deal with. And that man has found patience in his toes for me. And it's like, even on days when he does not have it, he has found it. And I'm very, very, very grateful to have the partner that I have in him. Because I don't know how to, I I literally would have not made it through Sunday without him. I wouldn't have made it. If if by chance he he wasn't here, I would have died. If he was not here, I would have died. And not only just being here, but being having the wherewithal to know that I'm beyond his care and that I need help. I need medical attention, calling 911. It wasn't, oh, his girlfriend is just way past drunk. It was because he's seen me drunk. He knows what drunk Alex looks like. I was not that. Just I, I thank God. I thank God for Tony and, and for her being a, my neighbor. And just being able to respond and, and know, have my emergency contact, knowing how to call my mom. Don't, you know what I mean? Like, just, I, I'm grateful for you and my circle of friends that, you know, take care of me on the back end. 
And sometimes on the front end, I feel like y'all, y'all swat. I really do feel like you as my friends swerve a lot of shit before it even gets to my plate. And I appreciate that. I know for a fact y'all look out for me sometimes before I even get to look out for me. So never, like, even if I don't tell y'all this enough, I'm super grateful for y'all. And my distance isn't because y'all necessarily harmed me. You haven't. But it's to make sure that while I tend to my cuts and bruises, I don't bleed on y'all. Or I'm not unintentionally rude or bitchy. Like, healing is very, very ugly. And it's, very, it's making me very, very agitated and moody and cranky. And just not, I'm not in the mood to talk. And, be, and being forced into conversations, not necessarily because I think y'all mean harm, but having conversations I'm not ready to have is going to make me, is going to agitate. So instead of snapping at people that I know are just reaching out to check in, I'm just going to take some space. You know what I mean? Like, even if you, and, and this is where I know a couple of people have hit me up and I just haven't responded. It's not because I, I'm deliberately ignoring you. I don't have words. And I'm not ready to talk. I'm not ready to talk. Because you're going to ask me questions rightfully so that I don't have answers for right. So I just, I, if I don't have the answers for myself, I damn sure don't have it. So it's just giving me some space and some grace to figure my shit out. That's, that's it. A, that's all. But I love y'all. And I, I love y'all. And I, know, and I think just not even just our friends that listen to the podcast, but even our listeners. I love each and every last one of y'all. And I am so grateful. Like, literally, gratitude is an understatement for the amount of the, what I feel when I think about my friends and, and the support and the love that y'all have for me. It's just, it's. There's nothing that compares to that. There's nothing. In every chance that I get to show y'all how much y'all mean to me, y'all do. So just thank you. <laughs> Ooh, Calvin. <laughs> Rule number 54. Ain't no motherfucking crying. Hey, hey. listen. So, we, so you want to talk about shows that like I said I was going to watch and haven't watched yet? So. P Valley, but you know what? I knew P Valley was not going to be something up your alley. I knew it. Like even going into the show, I'm just like, this isn't going to be Calvin, but Calvin's girlfriend gonna love it. <laughs> like, beloved, this is a show that like. But you know what? Let's rewind because I'm gonna touch on that because I actually did want to shout out the cis heterosexual black men that I saw on the timeline who have embraced P Valley for the greatness that it is. And I just feel like if y'all can sit through power, y'all niggas can sit through P Valley. But anyway. So P-Valley is about this girl named, her real name is Haley, but she assumes the, the role of, she assumes a couple different aliases, and you'll, you'll, you'll find that out in episode one of the show, right? Um, Hurricane Dave is based, yeah, Hurricane Dave the Gulf Coast. the um, Louisiana, Mississippi, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> the Gulf Coast, the Gulf Coast. Maps are hard. They got a name for it, baby. <laughs> you ain't got to list off the state one by one. I got a whole name for them. Maps are hard. <laughs> but I knew where the states were. A lot of y'all can't do that, so don't do it, okay? So Hurricane Dave hits the Gulf Coast, and our 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 girl, her name is Autumn. Our girl, excuse Haley, gets washed up and finds herself in Chuckalisa, Chuckalusa, Chuckalisa. My bad. I 
because the words are fucking, you know what? When I'm not crying, I can't talk, so it's fine. But she finds herself in Chuckalisa, Mississippi, and she walks into this club for an amateur night called Pussy Valley, but a delightfully coined Pea Valley. And so her journey begins. Through, uh, through Miss Haley, we meet Uncle Clifford, who is the owner of Pea Valley. Now, Uncle Clifford's uh, pronouns are he, her, and them, because I've, I've heard him respond to all of them throughout the show. Okay. Um, Uncle Clifford's a bad bitch, period. And he got his bottom bitch named Mercedes. Mercedes is trying to put stripping behind her. Um, opening up her gym. She's also a dance coach on top of that. So she's really, you're looking at a stripper who used, you know, used what she got to get to what she wants. Shout out to Players Club. And tries to move on. And then you run into a slew of characters that just honestly add to the storyline and the character development development of Miss Haley. Pete Valley is what happens when you mix like if you were Someone told me, I think it was, uh, I think it was Tana told me is power with strippers. That's what I, that's what, that's what I was sold. But you know what? The storyline isn't, has nothing to do with power. Like, honestly, and I hate the comparison of power to P-Valley because they're both on the Stars Network. And the shows, honestly, have- I don't know. I didn't say it, I didn't say it like it was a spinoff, but it's more so it's just like, like they similar type of shows, just one has strippers, other one has drug dealers. Yes. But- yeah, but they both have, of course, there's a little bit of drugs involved, but drugs are like the side of, it's drugs pussy. are not the thing that keeps this P- business Clearly, running. pussy it's valley, keep, valley it keeps right? open by pussy. Pussy <laughs> is what keeps, clearly pussy is what is keeping pussy valley open, right? So, but the, of course, now the bank has run into some trouble. Uncle Clifford is, is severely behind on his mortgage. There is some casino that's coming into town trying to take over. And so, you know, Uncle Clifford is it's a race between on the clock for Uncle Clifford to pay up or move out, ship up or ship out, right? So you get into the plot of everything. Now, because I, it's crazy because I want to get into the meat potatoes of it, but I want to give folks an opportunity to get caught up. So, y'all, there are going to be a bunch of spoilers next week. I'm telling y'all right now. But also the series finale, the, not series, the season finale was about two weeks ago. So y'all asses, I'm giving y'all a week to catch up before I start getting into why I love the show, right? But I do want to shout out. Yes. Yes. It's lit. It's lit. On September 15th, 2020. We got it. We did it. We did it. It hurt. Like my stomach turned saying it. And it ain't these damn scallops. Like my stomach turned just. Okay, we're just going to get through this, okay? I really am losing my mind. I just shouted out black men. I'm really not okay. Um, but yeah, in all seriousness, the way black men have embraced P-Valley has been funny and, mo- and funny and satisfying to watch. Like, we get it. Uncle Clifford sits very, very high on the spectrum. You've got Lil Murder, who's also somewhere on the spectrum. You're seeing gay sex on television. You're seeing heterosexual sex on television. You're seeing a lot of different aspects of this. And I'm glad that black men are saying, okay, Uncle Clifford is who he is. Lil Murder is who he, who he is. It's based around a strip club. So you're watching sex work happen. And y'all were not problematic at all about it. 
y'all are watching a show about strippers and homo and heterosexuality being taking place each and every Sunday. And you niggas are grabbing y'all popcorn and y'all wine and enjoying it just along with us. And to be honest, it's refreshing to see. Y'all aren't tuning into this show to bash it, but to embrace it. And I'm really, really, really happy. Like, there's some niggas that I just knew were not going to be appreciative that are like, shit, Uncle Clifford wore the fuck out of that last week. I'm, I'm living for it. Also, shout out to Uncle Clifford's wardrobe. He has shouted out, like, through his wardrobe, the wardrobing of this, and also the soundtrack. Like, Pussy Valley does have a soundtrack. I did see it on Apple Music. I'm not too sure what the other platforms are on. The soundtrack is fire. Even the music that they play on the show is fire. Like, they've, shot, they've really given a platform to uh, women rappers, like, female rappers on the show a lot. Like, underground rappers too that are just finally making their way like all the entire soundtrack does not have any like big names on it it's all underground artists and music that was that has been featured on the show so huge shout out to that like p and one of the things i do love about p valley is that there are no like big name celebrities on the show like everybody that that we're finding out about is having their quote-unquote breakout moment with p valley and that's what makes it a lot more interesting to watch because there are no, like, huge, huge, attractive names that are just, like, drawing you to the show. Like, you know what I'm saying? Say if, like, nah, Carrie I mean, Washington. Listen, listen so, for, so for example. I don't know. Yeah, because I, I think Drea and K. Michelle said they auditioned like, and didn't like, get it. Yeah. Like, and so, but if you, but. And I appreciate the fact that they did not get it, though. Like, I, I like the fact that we're learning more about, like, the brand, like, her name is Brandy. Like, the, the actress that plays Mercedes, her real name is Brandy. I've never seen her before. As a matter of fact, I mistake her for um, the woman who plays um, Aunt Louie from Snowfall. Two totally different women. Gorgeous, though. You know what I'm saying? Even with Snowfall, there are no huge, huge celebrity names on there. Rest in peace, John Singleton. So, that is the huge name behind the show. But I'm tuning in for the... Right. But I am tuning into the show for the show. I'm not tuning in just because my favorite actor or actresses is, is on here. So and I want to support them. No, I genuinely like what they're producing and it's giving like the woman who plays Mississippi, Shannon Thornton is so fucking fine. But I have honestly from the timeline, from the timeline, bro, I, I thought Mississippi was a mad character. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> Bro, miss, listen, Shannon Thornton is so fine. And honestly, if she sits on my face, I do. <laughs> I think it's M-I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, humpback, crooked letter, I, humpback, 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 Crooked letter, crooked letter, I, humpback, humpback, I. But yeah, so, um, so, okay. left foot slide. Listen, like, it go right listen, foot, niggas, uh, niggas gonna do it till he slide. So for me, because again, I ain't watch the show, I, I ain't watch the show because again, Listen. For me, it's the playoffs. Like this is the NBA playoffs right now. Football done came back. So so and plus like oh my fucking god, you know niggas still thankfully working nine to five. So I'm so like a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I have a couple shows I've been watching. You know what I'm saying? That I've been trying to finish. And for me, I can't really start a show until I finish another show because otherwise I, I get confused. You know what I'm saying? I get Which is exactly why I have started. I get confused. I start switching shit up. I start forgetting what the fuck happened. So, so I've got a couple shows I need to finish before I can open up my queue for other shows. So when I open up my queue, whenever that may be, you know what I'm saying? I already know Lil Murder showed off a murder night and all that type of shit. 
You know what I'm saying? So whatever, whatever, my, whatever the queue open up, you know, we'll slide P Valley in there. We'll slide Power Book Two in there. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, Power Book Two is actually off. Here's the thing, though. The thing with Power, the thing Power, the thing with Power is that Power's first two or three seasons was really good, and and then it fell off the fucking like rails. So like they're good for. Put it like this. I know we can talk all the shit we want about 50 Cent, and it's rightfully so. 50 know how to start a show off. He just don't know how to end a bitch. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. I'm so glad 50's not going to be able to act in his own show. I am so excited about that. I'm geeked about the fact that I don't have to sit through 50 Cent acting. I am ecstatic. Honestly, power fell off as the power fell off the moment Lala showed up in that bitch. It was kill them. The moment. No, you know what? I'm not gonna hold you. The moment they gave power fell off the moment. I was. Tell me the truth, Tommy. Shut the fuck up. She didn't need one. Girl, if you don't shut up with your and you was out here working for the feds anyway. Any fucking way, but no, I. You know what? What I don't like about power is that I, I'm starting to like Tariq. Like I'm starting to empathize. With Listen, because I, I was like on that. the Kill Tariq fan I, club I, I the last like season that. and a half. That nigga deserves to die. Like, so you telling me? I'm not gonna hold you. Tariq is making me feel how Theon made me feel in the fucking um, Game of Thrones season finale. Like, why is my heart... Why do I have heartstrings for fucking Theon of all fucking people? Uh, what? Theon's death made me Please cry? don't mention... What please don't mention Game that? of Thrones anymore because I'll get triggered no, about all the bullshit that happened with that goddamn show. I got the boyfriend watching Game of Thrones. We started from season... No, I had the boyfriend, right? I had him started watching Game of Thrones from starting from the last season when um, Khaleesi decided to like burn down the city even after the bells rung. He was like, oh, that bitch is mad as fuck. I don't understand. Why is she being so cruel? I was like, hold on. Wait, you had, him start, you had him start from the middle? Like to be as mad as she is right now, bro. <laughs> She's valid as fuck. I had him That's, start from the last season, but you. we gonna watch season. Do you listen to an album for the first time on shuffle? Hold on. No, 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 no. Do you listen to an album for the first time on shuffle? (laughs) Okay. So why the fuck did you have that nigga start getting with throwing the season eight? Make it make sense. Sure. Can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? Because he, I started, he was on the couch doing something and I wanted to smoke and watch something mine. So I'm saying, oh, I'm just going Game of Thrones. I've already seen it before. I needed to like smoke and put in a couple other job applications. So I figured I would put on something. I need a background noise, right? Music, all I'm going to do is sit here and listen to it and vibe out to that. I needed something that was going to keep me focused. So I put on something in the background I'd already seen before. I was smoking and filling out job applications. He walked in to come to bed and started watching the episode with me. So that's why we started there. But now he's into it, so maybe the first episode will make more sense. Because the first episode of Game uh, Oh, listen, no, listen. This, 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 is fucking boring. Yeah, this no, but first, like, Ned Stark half of season one. Nigga, I tried to watch the first half of season one about two, three, four times. And I was like, fam, I, I, I kept asking niggas, Twice. I kept asking I, niggas, I, like, I, yo, I when did this shit get twice. lit? Because y'all done told me this is the greatest show ever. 
when does this shit become the greatest show ever? And niggas was like, if you can make it through season one, you good. I was like, that's a long time for me to make it through some mid, but I hear you. And then, nigga, you want me and to the, you want me to dedicate hours ten hours to some mid? Do I look like a fucking drug dealer to you? So, Mm-mm. you feel You're me? Right. I would at least get paid off of ten hours I dedicated to mid. So the fuck do you want from me? No, kiss my ass. And then like the second or third time I finally got free that motherfucker, I was like, okay, cool. Because again, I was like, you know what? Oh shit, they, hey, they ain't gonna kill Ned Stark. He the main character. They gonna kill him in episode nine? They ain't gonna do that. That's some bullshit. Oh shit, they did that shit. Oh, this, these niggas ain't playing. That's what got me into it. I was like, oh fuck, that, that nigga was the main character. How they gonna kill off the main character in the third season? And you got eight of these bitches. How? How? And and that's when you realize How? that Game of Thrones is oh, like yeah. a Shonda Rhimes show. Was... Your favorites are not safe. She will kill everyone that you love and that you hold dear. <laughs> Even if you don't piss Shonda Rhimes off, if you just, you know, it's time for you to die. It's like, wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm like the moment if she's over your character, you die. And on not even die. If she likes you, she'll just write you off the show. Like they'll move away, like she did Christina Yang and Alex Perez. But like if she hates you, you gonna die like fucking Doctor. Or or or, or you gonna do, do like what she did to uh, Columbus Short, aka Harrison Wright. You gonna die. But not only are you gonna die, we ain't even gonna see you death. We just gonna see niggas at your funeral. Like damn, son, he was a good. He was a good nigga. That's crazy. And then seasons later, pin a murder on you. That's how Shonda Rhimes gets down, bro. So, yeah, like, don't know. But me, anyway, back to, because me and you, we were going to segue for the next 90 minutes and not get to our fucking stop. So, check out P-Valley, y'all. It is, it, I endorse the show. If you want some, you got some questions, some banter, you want to get into a couple of some discussions, hit me up. I would love to talk about it. Moving right along. We need paint music for Calvin Explains the Sports. This week on Calvin Explains the Sports, we have a nigga who risked his championship hopes on, on a little beast of side pussy. So. Isn't this no. like the third no. time they tried so, to sneak a bitch in? Lou Williams was already out of a bubble and then went to the strip club. While he was already out the bubble, because he was out the bubble because it, like a family member had died, but you know, he he wanted to get some you know comfort food and he went to yeah. Magic City because the wings. Listen, I'm all also, in favor. Listen, if you don't joke on my name, nigga, I'm gonna make some money off of it. Let me listen. <laughs> the game is a game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The game is to be sold, not to be told. Anyway, so. This is like the first time that, since, the, so, since the bubble. So, Daniel House. First of all, don't trust any nigga who spells, his, spells Daniel D-A-N-U-E-L. It's like his mama couldn't decide if she wanted him to be Daniel or Manuel, so she just said Danwell. It's some, some stupid ass shit. I hate black people and burn, burn need to jazz up normal ass names. Relax. Um, so, Daniel House is, is a member of the Houston Rockets. Um, he is like a like a six man 
bench player on the Houston Rockets. And the Houston Rockets was playing LeBron and the Los Angeles Lakers in the second round. They actually won the first game. And so they were, so they were down... So they were down 2-1 in the series. I think it might have been even... They were, so they were, they were in the game. They were in the series still. Best of seven. So it was after three games. And so we get, we get a notification. Dan, Daniel House is out for game four. You're like, oh shit. Like, what happened? What's going on? And so things start, is everything okay? Like, is, he, is it good? Like, is, is it COVID? Like, you know what I mean? Because again, this whole bubble thing is a whole social experiment. And so you don't know what the fuck's going on. So, you know, rumors come. And then information starts to trickle out. That Daniel House is under investigation for violating bubble protocol. So he's not, he's not out. He's in quarantine. And, and so stuff starts to trickle out, trickle out. And eventually it's like the news breaks that Daniel House has been sent home from the bubble. Meaning they flew this nigga out before the rest of his team. It's like, you are no longer playing in these NBA playoffs. So, the obvious question is, what did Daniel House do to get kicked out of the bubble? You want to know what he did, friend? What so, the fuck did this, this nigga, nigga I feel like it was, so was caught sneaking an unauthorized female into his hotel room. Not only an unauthorized female. Not only an unauthorized woman, this woman that he was sneaking in was, a, was like one of the people who do the COVID test because they get COVID tested like every day, every other day. Like they have to go get tested because again, it's like we need to know if you got symptoms because basketball is a contact sport. And if you sit, then we need to know now. <laughs> so we, you don't infect other motherfuckers. So the issue here, because you would think well, if she's tested, if she's the COVID tester, she's good, right? I mean, she's tested for COVID. The COVID testers aren't in the bubble. They go home every night and then come back to do the shit. They don't live Yikes. in the bubble. They go home every night. So you're out here risking the entire NBA because you know how we know how this COVID thing, Pat, you know, spreads very quickly. If you get tested positive, you not only does your entire team have to quarantine, but the entire other team has to quarantine too, because we got to make sure don't nobody else have this shit. Very risky. And and yes, and yes, the the COVID tester was thick, but she's not that cute. She was she she just thick. Like you could find her at Privilege or Kickbacks at any other spot Cal- where low to mid level drug dealers frequent. She's not, you know what I mean? Like, not risk it all worthy. Like, if it was Rihanna or somebody, you know, I'm like, you know what? I get it. If, if, if Meg Stein was a COVID tester, I understand. We wouldn't even be talking about this. Like, I feel you, bro. I'd do it too. And so, so, so that's the issue because she goes home every night. So she's, you know, she's not under bubble protocol. And you know, you want to know what makes this all worse? Mm-hmm. This nigga, Daniel House, is married with two kids. So not only did you risk COVID, not only did you, you fuck up a check, but you were also cheating on your wife, and now you got to come home to your wife and kids without a fucking job? Oh, baby, pack your... As a matter of fact, you wouldn't have to pack your shit. It'd be waiting outside. It was also... Door, was also The door. Is at this point in the playoffs, 
family members are allowed to come to the bubble. Like, if you made it to this point, like, they, they you know, because they have a certain cap as far as how many people they can have in the bubble, how many people they can have in the hotel room. But once niggas start going home in the first round or after the regular season, you know, all those players and team staff, you know what I'm saying, they leave. That opens up space for people's families to come in. You feel me? Like, you got people's kids at the game now, people's parents, people's wives, family members, right. whatever the case may be. So you're at that point now. So if you if you were that pressed pussy, you could have had your wife in the bubble. You chose not to. And then risked it all for a COVID staffer, got caught, and now your cinnamon apple has to find out you were cheating through a, a league press release. <laughs> your cinnamon apple, not your baby boo, Yo, 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 forever, whatever pet name you have for this woman, has to find out that her nigga was cheating on her with, with, a, with, a, with a glorified bottle girl through a, a, through a, a league press release. <laughs> and you know what the fucked up thing is? They made that nigga fly home. The Rockets lost the next day, and he could have just stayed another day and flew home over Team Charter. They made that nigga catch and book another flight and go home. To deal with his angry ass wife and kid. No. Because. No, they wouldn't even he, pay for because. And I understand. Home. Listen. If you in the bubble for that long. Mind you. The bubble started like late July. I'm going to say. Right. We're in September. So I understand. You know, so it's a couple months. And, and you understand. Athletes especially. Aren't used to not getting what they want. You know what I mean? Like. If I'm an athlete. I'm making millions of dollars. And I'm tall. I'm, I'm muscular. You know what I'm saying? I probably expect to have. You know. Pussy when I want pussy. So it's, so it's a social experiment. It's like, nigga, are you willing to sacrifice? Right. And to, and, and to put it in comparison, Alex Caruso, one of the players on the Lakers, you know what I'm saying, LeBron's team, he, he missed his sister's wedding mm-hmm. because she was going to have too many people and he didn't want to have to quarantine for 10 days when he came back and, and, miss, and miss some games. So you have one right. team... They're missing their sister's wedding because they want to make sure they're not risking themselves in winning a championship. And then you have another team who's out here risking it all for some COVID staff lady who got a fat ass. There's levels. You know what? If I was the guy, I'll be honest with you. And I, I, this is going to sound VV problematic. I'm not upset that he's risking it all because he wants the mask. I'm upset that the public embarrassment that y'all continue to put your spouses over, uh, put your spouses through because of the pussy you want. My nigga. There have been men, literally two men that have been reprimanded for the same shit that you're attempting to try. At some point, like y'all got to start thinking with your man. Ma'am, 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 ma'am. Well, some of y'all have too big. On your shoulders. Anyway, at some point, you got to your pants. With the Listen, the fucked up thing is, shoulders. God gave men two brains, but only enough blood flow to operate one at a time. That's why posting up clarity is so real. Because the blood finally goes back to, your, to, to the brain on your shoulders, and you're like, holy shit. I just really feel like, and that's the thing. You're in the bubble. Every other day. They, they play, play games, games every other day. They, play, they play games every There's nothing else to fucking do. Y'all play games every other day. You're in the finals, my nigga. Like, at some point, like, okay, I've dated a couple athletes, right? I was told that the athletes that I've dated before yeah. game 
It fucks with it fucks with your testosterone. Yeah. Boxers don't do it before fights. Yeah. Right. So when you're right, you don't like I like I said you I've dated a couple athletes. I know for a fact that even a couple days before game day, especially the night before a game, we did not have sex because he needed that testosterone. Right. You don't do that. So you know that you've got a game in the next day and a half. Why are you risking, why, number one, you're fucking with your health and your ability to play, which is how you make your money, number one. So fuck the relationship, fuck the kids, fuck your wife, all of that shit. You are st- you're fucking with your bag based off your, your physical capability at that point, number one. Number two, you didn't even have the decency to call your wife before the press got to it. She has to find out about your infidelity. Not like even TMZ. It was a it was a league mandated Y'all press don't release. It wasn't even TMZ. It wasn't even the dirt blogs. A league mandated press release, which meant that you knew that this press release was happening before it happened, and you didn't think to pick up your fucking phone and at least pre- let your wife prepare herself for that kind of shit. She got to turn on the news and see and be embarrassed. Y'all really are way too okay with putting your wives through public embarrassment. Y'all are way too okay with that shit. Y'all make way too much money, and there's way too much shit on the line for y'all to continue to just keep putting your wives through the same shit. So when these women decide to take y'all to court and take y'all asses up top, and I'm going to touch on that here in a moment, Miss Cardi B. When these women decide to take these niggas up top, Behind this kind of shit, behind infidelity, I always think about the public embarrassment that they faced before it got to the court. I always think about the home lives and the kids and the day in and the day out it takes to run that kind of household to that kind of magnitude. And you have the audacity to not just cheat because everybody get a little pussy, but you make it public and you embarrass the same people that are holding your home life down. I'm a big, I'm, I'm a huge believer. That these men cannot be the men that they are if their households are not together. Even the single ones, there's somebody at home holding your shit together. Be it they mama, they sister, there's somebody at home who's keeping your life afloat. Because your life isn't all basketball. It's what you do, it's not who you are. So you're literally disrespecting the people who hold your life together. And you're, make, and you're making their embarrassment everybody's fucking business. That's why I'm so hurt. Bro, I don't give a fuck. I'm pretty sure your wife is not naive to the road pussy. Keep whatever happens on the road on the fucking road. When you come home, you're at a home. But you literally just put the road in the middle of your business. And you embarrassed her on top of all of that. They don't deserve that shit. They just don't. So when these wives and these, these people go to court and they ask for everything that they worth, give it to them. Period. Speaking of which, Calvin, <laughs> okay. my favorite problematic hood rat finally falling for divorce and baby. It's, you know, it really is a sad day when I agreed with Candace Owens. I'm, you know, you know, it really is a sad day when Candace Owens is right. So for those of you at home and, and didn't keep up with the social medias, Cardi B has filed for a divorce from her longtime. They've been they've been married three years, uh, probably what, together. About four. They've been married three years. Yeah, she filed for divorce from Offset uh, apparently this afternoon, and uh, you know what? Good for her. 
Good for her. I don't know why she stayed as long as she did. That's also none of my business. But it also br- brings me back to that line. She don't cook and she don't clean. But let me tell you how she got that ring. But listen, you feel me? I was like, I like you said it, not me, because so so if I say it, I'm so an long. asshole. But like. be real i took my boyfriend out to dinner last night and he was like babe we can't just go to the grocery store like i'm telling you like i'm telling y'all like and i'm no pick i you y'all know i'm i still listen i am nobody's pick but we have to start getting away from being called pick me there's a huge difference between being a pick me and taking care of your home okay there are certain things that i turn into the biggest simp biggest tricking simping ass the the i melt into pick me land when I get into a relationship, because I'm not doing it to be performative. I'm doing it for the person that I love. There's a difference. You know what I'm saying? That's it. But the opposite can't be said because you sat up here and bragged about the shit that you're not doing and we were able to keep a, a, the same nigga that you just filed divorce. All I know, sometimes the uh, I have a couple matters. questions because honestly, I don't really That's give a I'm fuck. Saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we're going to be honest. I don't really. We Listen, Calvin, you know what I mean? So, a couple things. One, great points, okay? I wonder what he did. I wonder what he did. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe he didn't do anything. And maybe she just, she never got over the last situation. But, like, you publicly took that nigga back for cheating multiple times. Again, different strokes, different folks. So, I, so what was the last straw? Was it him just regular cheating again? And then you... Was it him just regular cheating again? You was like, all you know right, like, you clearly you're not going to get right. Did he, like, fuck around? If he ha- does he have a kid on the way? Like, what's going on? Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, what? I think offsets. You know what I'm saying? Like, there has to be, like, someone said that there has to be a, there has to be a bun in the oven and then it's past the scribbled egg day. That's what they said. That's not what I said. That's what they said. You know, because after a while, you can't go to the chop I mean, shop. You got to just go ahead and drive that car in the garage. You feel me? And I'm going to be honest with you. As ain't shit as Offset is, my nigga, y'all really just don't use condoms. Like, and I know we make a lot of jokes about using condoms, but let me tell y'all right now that, like, I'm prepared to take care of whatever comes out of this. It's not only, nec- it's not only not even condoms. using condoms. It's just, I, like, I, there's I'm other ways. I'm prepared for that. You're not using and it's also there's also there's n- there's protective measures, contraceptives, like you know what I'm saying. Because some people, you know what I'm saying, for whatever reason, don't like condoms. They they may be allergic to latex. They may be allergic to whatever, whatever the fuck, whatever fuck excuse. Because trust me, we as 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 someone who said condoms are like turkey I'm bacon. To be honest, I understand the reason people don't use condoms, but also in that same reason. There's if you don't want to use condoms, there's other shit you need to do. If your goal is to not have a kid, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? Like you you get tested frequently. You you don't just offer your dick to everybody who wants your dick. Like you know what I'm saying? If 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 that if a woman chooses to be on birth control, she chooses to be on birth control. You know, there's other things. Like so, to the point where. If you at this point, if you if you're going to have a kid, you had you wanted to have a kid. Even if you did want to have a kid, you wanted to have a kid because there's too many options on that road for you to turn off. For you to, for you to be like, man, I ain't want you know what I mean. There's too many options down the road for you to turn off. Right. Like, and especially as a man, we know that once we 
in the phrases, you know what I'm saying? We know that once we, like, we have a choice, but our choice is before sex. Like, we could choose not to, not to have, not to come in her. But once that, once we made our choice to come in her, we don't really, right. you, she could, she could ask for your opinion, <laughs> but your opinion isn't the final say. Any moment after that, everyone should know that at this point. So once you've made your choice of like, fuck it, wherever, however else it go after that is how it go after that. You can't be mad at that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, niggas not signing NDAs no more. Niggas not right. using protection with the I side just, hoes. Like, it's just, the game fucked up out here. And I just, and I, that's part of the reason I decided to step away. Because the game ugly out here and it ain't nothing for me. So I'm going to go chill on the sidelines. With, with the cheerleader. What the fuck are you talking about? I mean, that's, that's literally all I'm saying. I just want y'all, if you're going to cheat on your spouse, at least pretend. She'll be mad at, she'll, 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 she'll be mad if she finds condoms, and but no, she'll at least understand I just, it. I, I, she, she'd rather find condoms than find a baby. rather find condoms and go to the doctor and get and find out I have like, she'll still be mad wants to be out here she'll still condoms. be mad like i would rather i'm going to be pissed off but not only did and you, like, you put my health at risk and, and honestly and i think i think now, for now you know if we don't keep it a buck a lot of women don't leave because the cheating they leave because of because the embarrassment like if you if you like if you don't know I mean like and i'm not again i'm Say not that. advocating cheating we know Offset Amigo anyway, so we Mexican. You know what I'm saying? So he don't necessarily count in our Black Men Don't Cheat Coalition, but there, there's been women who got cheated on and stayed because it wasn't public. There's been niggas who got cheated on and stayed because it wasn't public. It was you, her, and whoever, whoever was the side dick, the side pussy. And so he was like, you know what? We two, we two free years in. I don't really want to start over again. We got, we have a marriage now. We have a family. We have assets together. You know what I'm saying? We have. It's, it, it, it's going to take more for us to figure out to to separate and and figure that shit out than it would if I just get over it. You know what I mean? But what? But if you embarrass a motherfucker, you put that motherfucker on the summer jam screen. Now they got it. Now they pride her. They pride already hurt because you cheated, but now they pride extra her because everybody found out about it. You know what I mean? Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Beyonce. I'm pretty sure Beyonce didn't fuck LeBron. You know what I'm yeah, saying? As, as get that's, back. That's literally it. Listen, first of all, we're not gonna get into that. I'm pretty sure Beyonce has absolutely thrown that ass at LeBron. And the only thing, honestly, I wouldn't even be wanting trying to fuck LeBron. Savannah is the prize here. That girl is fucking. Fine. Listen, my Savannah is fine my as hell. my goat. Savannah James is my fine goat. As hell has three of the baddest women on his roster. He has Beyonce, Savannah, James, and Rihanna. All, all, all queens in the king's court. And you don't hear shit about even when niggas, even when niggas try to bring down LeBron's name. Nah, we don't do that. Listen, LeBron, LeBron is a faithful black man. Even if he ain't, he is. Fuck y'all niggas. Fuck wrong with y'all. Listen, y'all can't say shit about LeBron James and Savannah as far as I'm concerned. She's well-dressed. She takes damn good care of her kids. 
and, and she's an amazing and supportive wife. And, o- and the only thing we, and the only thing niggas try to have on LeBron is alleged rumors and, and hearsay. LeBron ain't never had to do no apology tour. LeBron ain't never had to sit down and cuddle his wife's feet while she made an album full of his infidelity. None of that shit. So y'all leave my fucking Le- y'all gonna leave King James alone. God damn it. Listen, LeBron's 30 for 30 is probably going to be, like, shown on PBS Kids, that nigga's so squeaky clean. Like, he's good money. Like, you can't say shit about him. But anywho, because we will get long-winded as fuck, and we spent the first hour being depressing as fuck. So, Calvin. <laughs> we, hold on. Hold on. About, because uh, I have about a rant. I want to get off my chest. And it's pretty fucking funny. I'm scared. Don't be scared. Don't 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 be scared. Um, I'm going to get this off my chest. I'm gonna save the other topics for next week before we get like if we start recording for eight hours. But hey, the we've talked a lot about Brianna Taylor and how she we we've somehow gotten away from the fact that a black woman unjustly lost her life. And we, I, I, of course, a lot of our criticisms, rightfully so, came from, um, they came from people like you know, memeing, making her memeing her death. I've seen Brianna Taylor name on apparel. I've seen it in hashtags. I've seen TikTok about Brianna Taylor. There's a song about Brianna Taylor arresting the cops that killed Brianna Taylor. Like I, I've seen everything. We've criticized people for doing that, and rightfully so, because hell no, nah. it's just and we've just. We've we, taken we, the we, we've stopped thinking about her and as a person and we started thinking about her purpose, as a right? hashtag. Exactly. Exactly. So then now, in, in most recent news, right? Now we've seen that her family was the city, yeah, city the, Louisville. the state of Kentucky and the city of Louisville has the city of Louisville has awarded the family of Rihanna Taylor $12 million for the wrongful death of the no uh, the wrongful excuse me the no knock warrant that resulted in the wrongful death of Breonna Taylor. And a lot of people no, are hearing that okay 12 million dollars sounds like restitution. It doesn't when th- it doesn't especially because a there's no dollar amount that brings back this woman's innocent life. Number 1. Number 2, two out of the three cops that killed Breonna Taylor are still in uniform. They have not been arrested, formally charged, let alone dismissed from their jobs and positions. They're on paid administrative leave, which basically means you're on vacation. You're on vacation. Leave. And when you say paid administrative leave, taxpayer dollars. Oh, you want to talk about taxpayer taxpayer dollars? Tag me in. Because we can talk about taxpayer dollars because, listen, that $12 million. mm, You got it. You got it. You got it. I'm going to make one more. Hold on. I, I promise I got you. I promise I got you. The third point about all of that is that we have done everything for Brianna Taylor, right? Everything she's gotten on. What, what has, Brianna Taylor has been on the cover of O Magazine. There have been billboards. There have been TV specials. All of that. All of that, except for what the fuck we're asking for. Y'all have painted streets. Y'all have, we have rioted. We have protested. We have done, y'all, and y'all have pacified us with everything except what we're asking for. And I'm really glad that Black folks saw that shit and were just like, I'm glad that the family got something. But that's also not what the fuck we asked. And also, a huge screaming fire 
from the pits of my like the pits of my sternum. Fuck you. The Wait, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. Who is the oh no 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 wait 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 yes before because I was like yes so please correct me Daniel Cameron is is the is the attorney is the attorney general for Kentucky Andrew Gilliam is was a former Florida governor candidate that right when quarantine started got into like a scandal that involved like gay sex and drugs and shit two different people oh you know what oh you're right because right. i was like whoa, 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 whoa. thank you for getting me together i definitely but, got that complicated but it's still fuck him it's still absolutely still fuck him it's still fuck him because he chose to come out as bisexual after no 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 he was the one that got taken advantage of. out of his mind fuck that you weren't bisexual. okay time out Time out. Okay. Get the fuck out I'm of here. I'm gonna correct Calvin. you That's on wax because I refuse to let us be wrong on wax. So, and then we'll get back. That's cool. Okay. I, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Let's so, Andrew, so, Andrew Gilliam, right at like the beginning like of quarantine, I think we went into quarantine like a week after this or maybe even a couple of days. So, TMZ, because it's always TMZ, right. leaked. Leak photos of Andrew Gilliam like it's always TMZ passed out on like like there's like crime scene photos of like him passed out there's like pills everywhere like there's, there's puke you know what I'm saying like you know in his in his general space and there's like a guy's foot taking picture like they leak those photos of him just in a very compromising position and so. He he and he you know he announced that he was going to rehab for you know drug addiction and man he shut the fuck up for, for all of quarantine. Honestly, he was one of the people who he won quarantine because we forgot about that shit because 2020 happened. Like that is how wild 2020 is. Is because that shit is not even a top ten story. And as a former governor's a, a governor candidate in the state of Florida. Who was found passed out with drugs in what looked like a gay orgy from from the report. So then, recently, like two days ago. But didn't they show pictures of his wife? He has a, like him posted. Up he has a wife. wife. So yes, like, he has. There's a, something he has, about this story. You know what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's something. Let me. Let yeah, me like walk he has my he, statement real quick, right? Yeah. Before we get into, this, let me walk this back. So that's what I'm trying to. I'm gonna walk this back until I get more facts because there was something so, about this. So here's I what it is. Here's what it is. Because like that's why I was like when we had our pre-production, I was like, whoa, that's a little harsh. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but what it is is he came out as a bisexual man after again public humiliation of his wife because he was he is married. And the fact that, like, he he was he didn't get and being very he got too drunk and who too like he did a lot of shit and he was passed out. But he went to that. It was on a boat. It was on like a yacht or something, or like actually a hotel. Excuse me. He was on a hotel. He went to that hotel for a purpose. He just got fucked up and people set him up. Does that make sense? Like people knew. Like the people who set him up knew his afflictions and knew his orientation 
and then use that like in nefarious manners. He's still not all the way right here is because it took a scandal and you embarrassing your supporters, your wife on a public scale for you to then finally come out like, you know, after you think we've all forgot and say, I'm a bisexual man. That's what it is. It's not, it's, and, and people are bigging him up for it. Like, look at this, my black bisexual king out here. I'm like, fam, he, like the bars in hell. Like he got, he got coked up and it, it, it had an orgy with a bunch of white men and then, and cheating on his black wife. And, and this is what we're praising the bars in hell. That's what's fucked up about it. If he did, he, he, he he didn't take okay. advantage of no one. I'm he was so taken glad. advantage of because so people kind of took took pictures of him while he was passed out. But th- it's not okay. And I don't think that that was right. But also being in that position it's, to begin it, with, it's, is a, it's not, not right. right. Yeah, it's not right that, that people took sense. pictures of him when he was in in that state to use against him. It's also not right. To 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 uh, and unless unless you have already had that arrangement with your wife and from the way his wife reacted that wasn't the case for you to cheat on your wife in a in a in a homosexual orgy with a bunch of white men and then force her to stand by you after you embarrass her in front of in front of the entire world that's what's and then to try to then to try to twist it as a as a LGBTQ you know coming you know I'm coming out. I'm standing in my truth. No, you didn't stand in your truth. You got you got forced to stand in your truth because people exposed you. That's a difference. And you know what? Okay, couple things here, right? Look, couple stops on this fuck you train. Okay, a I love our fuck you train. By the way, it's one of my favorites. But the first stop is here. Is this? You as a black man are asking, because if I'm not mistaken, Andrew no, he's a Democrat. He is a, he is a Democrat. Is black Republican, yes. isn't he? Yeah. The, see, you're confusing. See, oh, time out. You're confusing. The, the black Republican Anywho. is Daniel Cameron, the guy who still has not charged Priyanka Taylor's killers with murder. That's the black Republican. He's the one that spoke at the ah, actual Trump comp- actual there Republican National Convention. So many two different niggas, two different issues. Yes, that's who I'm thinking of. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about Andrew, shall we? The part about this that's fucked up is that, A, I don't, nobody under any circumstances, outing somebody is an act of violence. I don't care what it is. That's not your truth to tell. That's not your truth to expose. Okay, so let me say that first and foremost. That's extremely fucked up. Extremely. If this man was not prepared to talk about his sexuality or be open about his and, sexuality, and let's not pretend that as a black man, especially black okay. men in politics who has a that's level of okay. prominence, there's not a, a vast majority of reasons for someone to want to stay closeted. Malicious. Let's not pretend that. Like right. me, as a straight black man, understands all of that shit. Right. Also. Right. And that that's also the point that I'm getting at. He has a reason for not wanting to come out. And who's, I, I truly believe that your sexuality, the biggest thing about your sexuality is about the fact that it is yours. You define it, you create the boundaries, and you figure out what makes sense for you and your shit. Nobody has a right to do that. That's like somebody going up to my mama and showing her pictures and videos of me fucking women. That's not okay. 
and my parents know about my sexuality. Yeah, but putting yeah. it, in it even even when you're even when you're not, even if you're me, straight, like again, my mom. That's not fair. My mom don't want to see me. You know what I'm saying? In the middle of sex, like even if she 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 assumes that I'm, you know, she don't want to see that shit. Like it's you know what I mean? It's just my mom, mom. Right, my parents don't have to like see my sexuality to know that it's valid. And honestly, there's a part that it's a boundary in our relationship. My parents don't need to see that from me. They know I'm sexually active. They can say, "Okay, you're sexually active. Be safe," and you know how to be safe, right? So that should be the line for me, in my opinion. The second part about this is for Andrew to take this opportunity to. I don't like how we spent. I don't like how this got spent because it's violent again. You're asking for support from the same community that you weren't ready to be openly out in, that he was not openly supportive of. And now that you got outed in your own shit, if the LBGTQ community did not embrace him, it'll look like rejection, and that would have been, and that would have further. Or even, even, or even as, you know, the the non LGBTQ community, especially straight black men. If you you trying to paint this as a I'm coming out issue, if we call bullshit on some of the shit that you're, you're, you're trying to sell us, now we're homophobic. Like, yeah. Exactly. It sounds homophobic. Exactly. And, and it just leaves, this whole situation just leaves way too many, it leaves us way too susceptible for bigoted violence. And it makes, and it's situations like this that embold people to make, to make being hateful and homophobic okay. He wasn't ready to live his truth out loud. That's between him and his God. Nobody has a right to put him in that position. Him being forced to come out and make a statement because of the way shit is, is also fucking fried. Nobody should be forced to be outed because it is violent. I don't care what the circumstances are. Andrew, Andrew could be a complete piece of shit. He still does not deserve to be outed because we know what homophobia looks like, specifically in the black community. Let's not be so naive. Then on fi- on a final okay. fuck on a final stop of this fuck you train, in Georgia. Just... Um, back to my point before we got sidetracked with trying to figure out who was Andrew Gilliam and who was Daniel Cameron. So yes, Brianna's family won a twelve million dollar settlement for a, in, in, in the wrong de- in the wrongful death suit. Here's why that's not a victory. A no amount of money can bring Breonna Taylor back. And for you to suggest that, that's a, a, that any a dollar amount is a suitable replacement is it, foul. It's capitalistic. It's not okay. And secondly, foul. what people don't realize, if Louisville is like most cities in this country, that $12 million is coming from a taxpayer. There's a budget line item in every police budget that for wrongful death and other like police brutality lawsuits, it's a budget item that gets approved in the city budget every single year. So, so that twelve million dollars is coming from a taxpayer. It's coming from the people. The people are the ones financing this settlement of murder. The people, the cops aren't paying this out of their own salaries. The police aren't paying this out of their own budget. It's coming from the citizens of Louisville, Kentucky. That's not a win to me. That just tells me that we're out here sponsoring state sanctioned murder. That's not a win. That's not, that's not, that's not something I cheer about. And, 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 and the, the fact that they have this line item in the budget 
says that in their terms that you got to break a few, you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. You got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. Nigga, the eggs that you're cracking are people. They're black people. And you're telling me that like, yeah, well, it's in, right. it's, it's in, it's in the, it's in the range. It's in the, the margin there. You know, y'all be all right. No, nigga, we're not. And that is part of the reason why that, that I don't have much sympathy for when these police get shot. It's fucked up to say. And I don't think we should just be attacking the police because I don't think anyone should be attacked for who they are. The difference is you could take your uniform off at the end of your shift and be a normal motherfucker. I can't stop being black at no matter what time I am. You know what I'm saying? And also... Me, not so much. I guarantee you that that person who shot the police officer, he's going to get tried. He's going to get caught. He's going to get tried. He's going to get convicted and he's probably going to die. He's going to either die in prison or he's going to get the death penalty. So justice, in quotation marks, is going to be served more often than not. You are there's a hundred and seventy five thousand dollar reward for information that leads to this man's arrest in the Calif- in, in California's case. So ju- that's the thing. I think people get it fucked up. We're not saying mm-hmm. that mur- mur- shooting police, the people, the police officers getting shot is not a fucked up situation. It's very much fucked up. It's fucked up than anyone unjustly loses their life. Difference and the difference is very key here is that right. when it's other people, when it's white people, police officers, whatever, nine times out of ten, justice is served. You catch a motherfucker, you try him, you convict him, you sentence him. Even when it's black people killing black people, nine times out of ten, the person who kills that black person, if it's a black person, gets tried, convicted, sentenced. Michael Vick. Spent has served more time mm-hmm. for dog fighting, for which is two years, than the last four hundred and sixty-three police officers who have killed an unarmed black person have served in jail. That is why we're mad. We're not. Yes, not only are you are you can't you stop killing us, but you're exactly. killing us with impunity. You're not even getting punished for it. So so it makes the next motherfucker think they can do it. It makes. Fucking that 17-year-old who killed those two protesters in Wisconsin think that he's good because, well, shit, they're not charging no one else. That's why we're mad. That's why we're angry. And the fact that I have, and I'm not explaining, I know I'm speaking to the choir because I figured if you're listening to us, you understand it. But it's like, come on. Sometimes you got to, you got to remind it. You know, I thank God that we, you know, we so sometimes you just got to, sometimes you just got to say the simple shit because otherwise people will just not People will not do the, their Googles and not do the thought processes. It's like, fam, it's fucked up when anyone loses their life unjustly. The difference is, as a police officer, they tell you that up front. They tell you, like, hey, this shit dangerous. And you have the choice of whether you want to sign up for that shit or not. And also, ain't, ain't and we know police officers. We, we know fact, police. Me and you both know people in the ahead, police friend. force. We and do. So, we're not saying that if, if one of them got, got gunned down, that we're not going to be sad. We're going to be we're going to be upset. But also, we know that the entire law the law enforcement is going to make sure that their killer gets found and probably killed if we keep it under. Ain't nothing worse than being called a cop killer. They will find you and kill you. They won't even they won't even let it go to a trial. 
Yet, two out of the three officers who, who killed Breonna Taylor are still getting government paychecks. And people don't think we have a difference? I... Okay. It just lets me know that people No, people... Read. Here's the thing. People do read. read. People do read. You don't... And what's crazy is... Or you're not even just... You're not engaged. No, no. Like, when I tell people don't read, I, I, I can read. I get... It, okay. It's reading. Mm-hmm. It's reading and then comprehension that gets me. Right? People are not reading for comprehension. And you're not reading the coded language and undeciphering and, not, and really taking in what you're... The information that's presented, you're not understanding the magnitude of the gravity of what's happening. So you're and, reading and, this and, shit. And what's my really, really and here's my point? What is being said to you? The answer is no. Because if you're reading and taking in this information, and you're not at, you're not angry. It's not making you mad that you're paying for killers to be on administrative leave. You're paying for that as a taxpayer. Here's citizen. my here's my point. You pay for that. They are reading and they are comprehending. They're just not reading the same shit we're reading. We are so divided as a country right now that, like, if you if it, if you on one side or the other, you don't know what the other side talking about for real, for real. So they are so you got these people who are reading the information because they're surrounded again. Back to my original point, where at the beginning of the show, they're surrounded by people who also think and feel like them. So they're not getting challenged on their opinions. So therefore, they're seeing they 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 read more about. But, you know what I'm saying? The police officer who got shot than the unarmed black person who got shot. And they think, oh my God, the police are under attack. They're reading and comprehending. They're just not reading and comprehending unbiased information. They're, they're getting, you can, listen, you can make stats say any story you want. Listen, as someone who's has a marketing degree, as someone who has a business degree, I can make the stats say whatever. But it's about what type of slant I give to those stats. So, so that's what I'm saying. People are reading. People are comprehending. They're just not reading the right. same things we're reading. They're not comprehending the same things we're comprehending. People kill me when they say numbers don't lie. Numbers absolutely lie. I can make numbers look and say whatever I want them to look and say. Especially when, depending, like, for instance, if I take my Twitter poll of supporters and, and people, I'm going to think I'm right, right? Well, thank God I have people who actually check my ass. But, like, Compared to somebody who is on the opposite and opposing side of me, who also has the same kind of supporters, you're going to think your opinion is valid because everybody's mm. agreeing with you because that's who your target audience is. But if I were to share my tweet on somebody's a timeline who doesn't agree with me, I would get I would get engagement. I would get into debate. And I think a lot of times y'all are not used to being challenged on the shit that you do or think or say because you've got like, too many a reason talking to you. If you Listen, never find I promise yourself you, being disagreed with, Donald that's Trump a problem. got 60 million votes in the 2016 election. All 60 million people who voted for him aren't idiots. They're not dumbasses. They're not, you know what I mean? They're not the, the, the character that we think of a normal Trump voter who's just a backwoods motherfucker who don't know shit. 60 million people voted for him. You feel me? But it's, no. it's about... It's, it's, but it's information that you receive. Not it out loud. Russia, Russia interfered and planted news stories in the right. 2016 election on Facebook. That's not, a, that's not an opinion. That's a fact that's been vetted. 
if if in this and and because you're in the silo and because you have these different you have the people who who disagree with whatever you say or or saying what you want to say in a more eloquent manner you're not there's no you're not really being you're not being like you said you're not being challenged on what you think that's what i'm saying here we so these motherfuckers are reading they are reading and they are comprehending they're just not reading and comprehending the same shit we read and comprehend that's what i'm talking about right i agree with you Kyle. before this episode gets to be eight hours long yes <laughs> would you like to end this um, on a positive note? like i said earlier thursday will be the last day um that it is will that the sun will set after 7 p.m so it's officially fall officially winter we do know that seasonal affective disorder seasonal depression is a very real thing and then you couple that with pandemic depression and recession depression and then you couple that with just normal everyday depression um so my positive note is for everyone make sure be extra intentional and how you treat and how you give yourself grace, how you treat yourself, and how you treat others. Yep. Um. I I think this this fall this winter, from all intents and purposes, is going to be a lot. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a lot of shit because we're not only going through seasonal depression, seasonal affective disorder in the middle of pandemic in the year twenty twenty. That's also some bullshit. And our normal fuck shit. It's also an election year. And this year will be the most divisive and the most negative and the most intense election we have ever seen. So all of that is in play. And we will be a fool to think it doesn't affect us. Even subconsciously, it'll affect us. But the, what we can do to fight back is to make sure we are giving the same grace we give to others, to ourselves. We are being not that performative kindness to other people. We're being legitimately kind to other people. Like, you know, if, 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 if they ain't bother you, don't, don't go out of the way just to do some bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, stand your ground. You know what I'm saying? If they talk shit, talk shit back. But if they, if they ain't bothering right. you, don't bother them. We, everybody got too much shit on their plate right now for us to go out of our way to add more shit to our plate that doesn't need to be there. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. So that's my positive note. Like, look, just right. buckle up, get ready, but give yourself grace and give yourself kindness and give other people that same kindness you, you want for yourself. Also, take your vitamins and drink water because what affect the, the, the main thing about seasonal depression is lack of sunlight. The sun, the sun sets at 530 at this point. And so you're missing daylight. So you're in the house sooner. You're, you know, you're by the time you, a lot of us wake up in the dark and we go home in the dark. So uh, well, our yeah. daylight is spent indoors. And also if you're still working from, if you're still working from home or if you have a job that allows you a lunch or anything like that, use it to go, to go outside. You know what I mean? Whenever you can, because, you know, because again, open your curtain, yes. because again, you're right. Like, look, open we, your curtain. You wait, if you wake up at seven o'clock. You for your eight o'clock job and you get off of work at five, nigga, you ain't seeing sunlight for real for real. It's up. You know what I mean? So it's like on your lunch break, go outside, take a walk, take a drive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do what you can to try to try to to try to minimize the fact that you're yes. spending everything in darkness. 
give yourself some outside time. And I say that simply because, and also, Chris, I find myself that what I, I've started doing is because I don't, because of the current job I have and the fact that I live five minutes away, I've noticed that I've been waking up in just enough time to get myself ready and out the door. And you're not giving yourself time to, and give yourself time. You're not giving yourself time to have time. So, and I enjoy a good slow. I notice that if my morning starts off early and slow, the rest of my day is great. I end up having a really, really great day because I wasn't rushing in the morning. I wasn't waking up to go to work. I'm waking up to have coffee or I'm sitting out on my balcony and drinking tea. I'm writing, I'm meditating. My first thing in my morning is not dedicated to just, you know what I'm saying, being somebody's, being productive. The first part of my morning is dedicated towards me. And getting myself ready to be a part of a team or a part of my job or, or, or showing up and being a better version of myself, right? So I suggest you waking up and, and, and gradually, you know what I'm saying, waking up 30 minutes earlier every day. So by the time you, you start getting to a, a routine. So this week, it was 30 minutes earlier than I typically do. Next week is going to be an hour. Just giving yourself time. So that way you're watching the sunrise. You're not just waking up in the dark and going straight to work. Like, give yourself some time. I think my positive note of the day is, or for this week, take care of yourself. You cannot be shit to the world if you're not that for yourself first. And for every ounce that you pour out into somebody else's cup, pour into yourself first. And if you don't have it to give, no is about No is a complete sentence. No is no a is a complete sentence. I, the one thing I do love, no is a complete sentence. And people that beg you or whine or why not and try to convince you to move outside of your boundary, cut them off immediately. And honestly, without explanation, because no is a complete sentence. I not even and that wasn't even just personal advice for myself. That is like the first foremost and always. No is a complete sentence. Set a boundary and put yourself first in a way that is not selfish or self-serving, but it's saying, I got to take care of me until I can take care of everybody else. And to be honest, niggas are grown. They don't need you. You're just convenient. Let me say that again, because this is a lesson. And to be honest, I'm talking to myself right now. Niggas do not need you like they claim that they do. You're just convenient, and they know that you'll show up. Start saying no, and watch how fast motherfuckers start figuring shit out without you. They could have been doing this. Just because you're someone's first option doesn't mean that you're someone's only option. Start saying no. And honestly, if them niggas aren't attached to you, they're not your kids or your immediate family, or that you don't have an actual obligation to these people, they don't need you like that, bruh. Stop wiping asses that aren't yours. Stop wiping asses that aren't yours. That's because one day you're going to look up and you're going to be fresh out of toilet paper and your ass is going to be the one stank. I'm just telling you. I've been through that, so you don't have to go through that. But you know what? Again, I love y'all. Thank you for your continued prayers and support for both me and Calvin. We feel it. Like, all right, real quick, just last weekend, um, actually, no, two weeks ago, we ended up going up to Columbus, taking a trip up 71 North um, to support the Starstruck five-year anniversary. So shout out to Leo, shout out to Tizzle, shout out to the entire team up there. 
We're super, super proud of y'all. But while we were there, there was a young lady who actually listens every week. She tunes in every week. And me and Calvin, it's crazy how God works. But me and Calvin were just talking to each other about just being fatigued. And creative fatigue is a thing. And me and Calvin don't take breaks often, but when we do, we need it. And the young me and Calvin were literally just talking about being tired. And the young lady came to us and she was just like, you guys are from the Shoot Your Shot Bod. Like, you guys are SYS. And she had a fangirl moment, but it, she had a fangirl moment, but it was the most sweet and most sincere thing in the world because she was a real, like, listener. And I know she's listening right now. And, I mean, she's going to listen to the episode. So when you hear this, sweetheart, thank you. Because you gave me and Calvin, like, you don't know what that word meant for us. Because we needed to hear. We get tired, too. We, get, we lack motivation some days. Me and, like, we just said on this, the beginning of this episode, me and Calvin get sick of each other's shit, too. But, and sometimes in the midst of being that kind of downtrodden or, or a little frustrated, you kind of lose sight of what you do it for and who you do it for. And for real, for real, me and Calvin, we don't, like, we need y'all. All we do is sit on this podcast, talk shit, and tell our truth, and you guys find enjoyment or relate to it or, or feel it. And we need to hear that. We need to hear y'all just as much as y'all hear us. And thank you. Like, specifically to that young lady, thank you. You don't know what you did for us. For real. You don't know what you did for us and the motivation and just the reassurance that, that we needed. And God moves funny like that. God's sense of humor is off the chain. So, for real, not only just to her, but specifically to her, but for everybody else who continues to tune in week after week, who sends prayers, who sends laughs, who texts us on the side about how funny or or wants to debate with us about the episode. Like, all that energy, we take it in order to produce week after week. And and thank you. Like, we appreciate you. It's your boy, C. Diddy. We are out. It's your girl, Allie Nicole. Peace. Peace. Seen your nipples through your t-shirt. Yo nigga lost, I'm a reader.